0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. America and Germany agreed to send armoured combat vehicles to Ukraine after long resisting such aid for fear that Russia would view it as escalatory. America will supply Bradley vehicles, Germany will send Marders and also donate a Patriot missile defence system. Separately, Vladimir Putin orders a unilateral ceasefire between noon on Friday and midnight Saturday to mark Orthodox Christmas. An advisor to Ukraine's president dismissed the gesture as, quote, hypocrisy. Kevin McCarthy was no closer to becoming Speaker of America's House of Representatives after losing a 10th vote, making this the most protracted election since 1859. 20 right-wing Republican holdouts have refused to accept his concessions. Quote, the deal is over with him. He does not have the votes, said Lauren Bobert, one of the rebels. Mr. McCarthy needs to win over at least 16. The Biden administration said it would begin rapidly expelling migrants, including asylum seekers from Cuba, Haiti and Nicaragua at its border with Mexico. Until now, they were exempt from expulsion, unlike citizens from other countries, since Mexico had refused to accept them. But Mexico will now take 30,000 from each country a month. The same number can apply to enter America if sponsored by an American. Crypto's woes worsened as two firms reported big layoffs, Genesis Trading, a lender, cut 30% of its workforce and could reportedly face bankruptcy. The firm had counted Alameda Research, Sam Backman-Fried's now-defunct trading firm, as a client. Silvergate, a bank, saw its share price nearly halve after it sacked 200 employees. Separately, New York's Attorney General filed civil fraud charges against the co-founder of the bankrupt Celsius network. Mexico's army arrested Ovidio Guzman Lopez, a son of Joaquim El Chapo Guzman and an alleged fentanyl trafficker in the state of Sinaloa. A high-ranking member of the drug cartel that his father once ran, Mr. Guzman Lopez, was briefly captured in 2019, but after his gang retaliated violently, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador ordered his release in an embarrassing reversal. Arles Bialyatsky, a Belarusian human rights activist who shared the Nobel Peace Prize in 2022, went on trial in Minsk, Belarus's capital. Mr. Bialyatsky was arrested during protests against Alexander Lukashenko, Belarus's dictatorial president, in 2021. He is accused of smuggling money, charges his supporters say are simply designed to quash dissent he could face 12 years in prison. The funeral of Benedict XVI, Pope from 2005 until his resignation in 2013, took place in the Vatican, presided over by his successor, Pope Francis. Before the ceremony, about 200,000 people had queued to see Benedict's body lying in state. He will be buried in a crypt beneath St. Peter's Basilica. And fact of the day, 71%. The drop in Tesla's market value in the last year.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The divisive anniversary of the Capitol riot. On Friday, President Joe Biden hosts a ceremony at the White House to mark two years since Donald Trump's supporters stormed the Capitol in Washington, D.C. The reckoning continues after a congressional committee dominated by Democrats published its 800 page investigation into the unrest, which recommended the prosecution of Mr. Trump for four federal crimes, including aiding insurrection. A conviction, though unlikely, would bar him from holding federal office again. In response, some Republicans are proposing to reroute the committee's evidence away from the National Archives where it could be stored for decades, to a separate and newly Republican-controlled committee. That could lay the groundwork for a counter-report casting the blame elsewhere. The ongoing divisions make healing harder. At an event last month honoring law enforcement officers who stepped up on January 6th, some refused to shake hands with Republican congressional leaders. And yet, neither Mitch McConnell nor Kevin McCarthy has ruled out supporting Mr. Trump should he become their party's presidential nominee in 2024. Europe's Cooling Inflation A New Year heatwave brought respite from winter frost in Europe. Temperatures reached 25 degrees Celsius in Bilbao, and tumbling gas prices offered further relief. They are now lower than on the eve of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That will bolster the efforts of the European Central Bank to bring down inflation, too. Eurozone inflation figures for December, published on Friday, will show how much progress has already been made. Figures for December, published in a number of countries this week, augur a downward trend. Annual inflation slowed from 7.1% to 6.7% in France. to 9.6% in Germany, and 6.7% to 5.6% in Spain. Still, strip away the volatile components of energy and food and core inflation in the eurozone may still be rising, as in Spain. The enduring effects of the post-pandemic bout of inflation and tight labor markets will be a tough nut to crack for the ECB. America's Annual Economic Gab Fest Economists will gather in New Orleans this weekend for the annual meeting of the American Economic Association, AEA, the premier society for scholars of the dismal science. The profession has had a bruising couple of years after its model failed to predict surging inflation. Attendees will pour over new evidence on the drivers of prices And analyze the pros and cons of the economic policies pursued during the pandemic. The AEA also faces mounting tension internally. The economics profession is confronting a resurgence of hashtag MeToo style allegations of sexual misconduct by male professors. At the same time, conservative academics grumble that the association has become excessively focused on research regarding progressive social causes. Meanwhile, newly minted PhDs, who in the past would attend scores of interviews with academic departments during the event, now get hired online. And, strangely, physical attendees of the AEA are still required to wear masks, a decision that seems unlikely to have passed a cost-benefit analysis. Rishi Sunak's Winter of Discontent. In Britain, nothing much is moving. A winter of strikes grinds on the public sector. On Friday, railway workers in the RMT union and civil servants in agencies handling driver's license, farm payments, and highway management are all off work in protest. Later this month, walkouts are also planned by unions representing nurses teachers, and bus workers. The proximate cause for the strikes is pay settlements failing to keep up with inflation, but they follow years of low morale and pay constraints in much of the state sector. Taming the endless strikes is a major task for Rishi Sunak, Britain's prime minister. He hopes that tackling inflation, which he says will have in the next year, roughly economists' consensus forecast, will take some pressure off wage demands but in the meantime he needs to keep the country running a new anti-strike law designed to maintain a minimum level of service in key sectors during strikes is in the works iceland remakes perfect strangers in perfect strangers an italian box office hit from 2016 Old friends gathered for dinner to play a game. Each pledges to share an incoming phone call or text message with the whole group. The friends claim they have nothing to hide. Yet the exercise reveals love affairs, an accidental pregnancy, and closeted homosexuality. The film has since been remade in more than 20 countries, perhaps the highest tally in history. The latest, from Iceland, is released on Friday. What makes Perfect Strangers the perfect remake? Its themes of reliance on personal technology and expectations of privacy cuts across cultures, whether considered over gnocchi or reindeer. Notably absent, however, is an English-language remake. The rights to Perfect Strangers have only recently been freed up when the film company of the imprisoned Harvey Weinstein became defunct. Hollywood often exports its remakes, which dissuades other countries from releasing their own. But this time, it has left a gap in the market. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers, and as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1,700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday. Which American lawyer headed the Whitewater investigation into President Bill Clinton? Thursday. Which city in Oxfordshire hosts an annual rowing regatta? Crossword winners. Thank you to everyone who took part in our weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The previous edition was published on December 17th. The winners, chosen at random, were Chin Shu Singapore; Paul Schmidt, St. Louis, United States; Peter Rainford, Brickenhead, Britain. They all gave the correct answers of John LeCaire, Jargon elite and export check back tomorrow for this week's crossword finally here's the quote of the day from Sidney poitier who died on this day in 2022 the great disease of mankind is ignorance that's the world in brief from the economist available three times every day of the week